Welcome to Backstage with Becca Beat with special guest Shakira Davis. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca Beat. On this episode, this Sam Houston State University graduate has done regional productions of shows like Miracle on 34th Street, Memphis, Once on this Island, and Violet. She's currently on the national tour of Beetlejuice, where she plays the Girl Scout and understudies Lydia. Please welcome Jakira Davis. So, first of all, how are you doing? How is life? How it's is tour good. Um, I feel like at the beginning of tour, we were all like, what's going on? Because we were in like the coldest places. Oh. Granted, they were still like awesome, like amazing food, tons of things to do. But like, we were in like Ohio and like... Oh Detroit and the coldest places ever so now we're like finally in some sunny weather which is really nice especially because like I'm from the south so I was like not used to like walking to the theater in like literal snow Uh, it's a lot Uh, so it's fun we're going to like Fort Lauderdale next week and then we have LA Orlando so we're like all so stoked we're like so ready for summer so it's really good big cities coming up that yeah yeah with, a lo- with some good sized fan bases I for the know show. I know even DC it was really interesting we just came from there um and that's where it all started that's where they had like the tryout and everything so like that was probably the craziest stage store that we've had thus far like so many people um all, we always have a bunch of fans like dressing up in different like costumes yes. like it's one literally painted themselves head to toe blue I know. Oh like, my God. I was shook. Um, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, so that was really crazy. I mean, that kind of shocks me, but not really actually. Because I know I it's not really, thing. but like seeing it in person, like, whoa, wow. Like these people are like really into the show and it's yes. Cool. I mean, you, you like know going in and then you're like, wow, they like, are yes, really exactly. Like I knew going in, like when I saw the show, um because I'd seen it in 2019 um and you know like when you see a show once and Beetlejuice is such a big show there's so many like different things going on you kind of have to see the show a couple times to like get everything I feel like and so when I saw the show like before my final callback I was like whoa like this is people are really passionate about the show like I didn't realize how big of like a cult following it had and I guess it's because of the movie um and like how everyone's like obsessed which is funny because like the movie Beetlejuice is literally in like 20 minutes of the movie uh, yeah 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 it's a, I funny? feel like it's a little I feel like the stage show is a little different oh 100 percent. I feel like different. the movie mainly focuses on the Maitlands like the couple that mm-hmm. dies um and then our show focuses on like Lydia and then Beetlejuice and like her mm-hmm. grief journey with her mom and all that so it's aimed, oh, I feel like it's aimed a little younger, which I'm going to get into. I do agree. More. Yeah, yeah. But I it's feel aimed like it's more relatable. Like more, of a, more of a younger fan base mm-hmm. and the people who love like Halloween and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we have like a huge range of like the different types of people. A lot of them are very young, especially because like they look up to Lydia, they relate to her in some way, um, just because she's like an angsty teen. So like, they're like, yes, that's me. Yeah, um, I definitely have been there. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna get more into Beetlejuice later, but I want to know: Have you 
always known that you wanted to be a performer and when was the moment that you realized oh my gosh um honestly I have so many different passions like I could always see myself being like a writer a journalist especially like broadcast journalism oh Um, that was another route that I was thinking about um but I didn't really get into it um until probably like my junior or sophomore year of high school yeah I always knew like I could sing I was a little like shy in that way like I like I sang in like the choir at church or like you know but I wasn't like out there like trying to sing a solo um and I auditioned for my very first musical it was called Alice in Wonderland I don't even know if that musical exists to be so real with you yeah Um, I did a version of of Alice in Wonderland oh really okay there's so many versions of it it's so weird Um, (laughs) and what's funny is I remember like talking to one of my friends before the audition like during school that day and she's like oh I'm gonna audition for the musical like you should too and I was like okay but like I have to get this permission slip signed by my mother which I should have done last night but I didn't know that these auditions existed I literally forged my mom's signature (laughs) and then I still went to the audition and then I got cast as Alice which is really crazy and then I was like wait what you're like wait wait, I wasn't expecting that at all I was not expecting that at all and I actually saw my um, my high school theater director uh, the other day. She came to DC and um, I think she moved there, but yeah, she came and watched the show and we like sobbed <laughs> at the oh stage door. Like what a full circle moment. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. So like go in, like not expecting to go into at a position all. like that, even in high school, not expecting that. And Literally. to get the title role. that's wild it was really wild and then from there I was just like well I'm gonna keep doing it and trying and then um we had this thing called thespians I don't know if you're familiar with it no I don't I don't no it's kind of like so oh gotcha gotcha (laughs) it's like a regional like thing like they have conventions and stuff and like from different high schools like you can compete against other high schools in your state and then they have nationals which I went to in high school as well um and thespian festival was like a really big thing for me and that's when I we can go to like workshops we work with like people that are in the professional world we get to see musicals that are put on by schools that probably had a lot more money than my schools had (laughs) um so that was really really cool and that really like sparked it for me like meeting all the different types of people and getting to go to these workshops and just like absorbing everything like going to like a Meisner workshop and being like oh my gosh I have so much to learn and like having my little journal and like writing all my notes from all my little workshops that I went to and it was so cool I yeah yeah well I guess the moment that you went into the Alice in Wonderland audition kind of like ignited you're like okay I guess I'm kind of good at this yeah 100 (laughs) percent yeah yeah and my parents were like shook they like came to the show and they were like wait you can sing and I was like yeah (laughs) they were like wait why don't you ever sing like solos at church or anything and I was like I don't know I'm shy and then and then they convinced you from then on to sing all the solos (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) as parents do they're like come on literally and when I was growing up my mom would like try to get me in like voice lessons and stuff and I was like I don't want to like I don't want to and I think I was just I was just I don't know why like singing is was literally embarrassing in my brain for me like when I was little but for some reason I was like I don't want to just like introverted yeah I mean I I the thing is I'm a pretty extroverted person but like just that like it just made me feel so nervous like I still get nervous of course we all get yeah yeah so 
I mean, I think that goes, I think going into a tangent based on that, like, how do you get over that? Because I'm sure I know, I know like young performers who are terrified to get up on stage and perform and sing as well. And I think lots of people are, even if they have the talent. So how do you get over that? Um, Okay. So my biggest thing that I would tell anyone about getting over like your nerves or not getting over them, but conquering them, I guess, Um, whether that be like an audition or like a show in my brain, I try to be as prepared as possible. I know my lines backwards and forwards. I know my blocking. I know everything I need to know. And if you're prepared, there's no reason to be nervous. That's how I see it. Um, You're just having fun at that point. You know, you're just playing around. Um, But I mean, of course, I still get nervous, like, especially like my Lydia debut, like shaking in my boots, like, (laughs) like, I mean, you still have those nerves, but I feel like I usually just try to channel them into like, fun nerves, like excited nerves, like not scared nerves. You know what I mean? Um, Just try to like get yourself pumped up and use those nerves to like, I guess, drive you. Yes. If that makes any sense. (laughs) Yes. And it conquering, conquering. Yes. Conquering is not getting over. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I guess acting through your nerves. Yeah. Cause really it's, it's 80% like knowing how to calm your nerves and 20% like being super prepared and just being in the right place at the right time or doing your best. But like 80% of it really is like calming your breath and like breathing and remembering to blink and like remembering <laughs> to be your knees a little bit so you don't faint. <laughs> yes. Oh, th- yes. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of good advice. So do you have a favorite regional or school show that you've done and why? Ooh, okay. Um, I think my favorite musical of all time actually is literally Once on this Island. I love that musical so much. First of all, I love it because I love me a little 90 minute musical, no intermission. Yeah. Yes, it's all connected. It's so great. Great. Um, But yeah, I played T Moon and Once on this Island and my junior year of college. And it was during COVID. Like we were belting through masks. Like it was like, I had the best endurance I've ever had. Stamina was amazing. (laughs) Um, So you were ready for this eight show a week schedule. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, it was incredible. Like I, I just fell in love with the show and never got to see it on Broadway which I'm really sad about. I've seen bootlegs, trust me. <laughs> it's definitely a little, like, I feel like th- there's never enough of that show on a Broadway stage. 100%. And I actually have heard, like, random rumors that they're trying to make, like, Disney is trying to make, like, a live action of it, which literally signed me up. Like, I will do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just such a good musical. It's so good. Like, all the songs and the dialect is connected um and the story is just so beautiful and it makes me cry every time I see it and like little T moon is just so adorable like ugh, I just love it I love that and like those 90 minute musicals they do like flow in a way that yes yes, that yes it's very like easy to pay attention to mm-hmm. for literally anyone because yeah. I feel like these days everyone has like such TikTok attention spans. Literally that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, that I scroll for hours. Oh my gosh. And it's yes. like, 
15 second videos that's yeah. the attention yeah. span that this world has right now I love a musical where there's no like breathers I mean it's it's probably bad for the the people on stage because they're just, right like, really there the whole time but I just love it when like you can't even think about what just happened because something else is happening right now like oh my god it's like Sondheim stuff mm-hmm yes yeah. when I see like Sondheim stuff I just saw a little night music and I'm like how <laughs> do you all like breathe between these songs no I know <laughs> the dialogue so is so cool and everything <laughs> connected especially like musically it's it's genius yes yeah so going off of that do you have a show that you think challenged you the most before Beetlejuice and why hmm let's see honestly I would say once on this island again only because of COVID um just like having we were doing full on dancing and singing and masks and it was like actually so crazy like I remember the first rehearsal or our first like run through I was like I don't know how I'm gonna be able to sing this like singing waiting for life in a mask like that's insane um and we did it and I I don't, the dancing would get me. The dancing was actually insane. Like, especially um, the T-Moon solo at the ball that they have, like when she starts breaking out and dance in front of all like the royal people and stuff. Like it was, I was out of breath. You were like- <laughs> Out of breath. There's a recording of it somewhere and I was breathing real hard. Well, it's probably great. <laughs> so I can, I mean, I can imagine you all like, Anyone who can get up, uh, who can do like those like full on dance numbers on stage just amazes me. <laughs> and having to like act through a mask. Through like, a mask. That's enough about yeah. challenging. Like that's having they to like emote and, and enunciate so that people can like understand you in the audience. Like is super challenging for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. You should like have that on your resume. Like can <laughs> act through through a mask sing through a mask and my yes. special skills I'm gonna add that be like can sing and act through a mask yes <laughs> just that'd be impressive know. that's impressive <laughs> so have you always like been into dance like did you dance as a child because oh I mean because of the dance number because <laughs> not everyone is a not everyone like picks up dancing Wow. Yeah, um, I don't consider myself like a dancer dancer, but I did do um, cheer from sixth grade all the way through high school. So like that was a really big thing, like picking up choreography and sharpness and all that. Like that was definitely like a huge factor in like being able to pick up dance moves and stuff. Um, but yeah, and then like we would do like praise dances at church to like gospel songs. But yeah, that was like, that's like the gist of it I mean we I do dance a little bit in Beetlejuice um yeah umbrellaography in the opening um but yeah yeah that's like the extent of what I've done but um always willing to learn more well yeah because not everyone I was curious I mean cheerleading makes sense because I feel (laughs) like some people they'll like get they're like be like oh dancing's involved how am I supposed to like pick this up? Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, like, in college, I took like dance classes. Like that was a part of the curriculum, like having to take those like jazz classes and ballet oh, yeah. and stuff like that too. So I do have a little bit of that training as well. Um, just because we wow. like, it, but yeah. Wow, multi-talented there. <laughs> Thank you. Sheesh. Oh my goodness. 
So what was the most valuable lesson that you learned in college? Before I get into Beetlejuice, you yeah. went to Sam Houston State University and, and got your BFA there. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would say just applying yourself, even when you don't see there is like a reward you know what I mean? Like, I just, I really am like such a hard worker. And like, even for my voice lessons, like I would be like warming up. And then after my voice lesson, I would like take the recording that I had in my voice lesson and go to like a studio and like go over it again. Like I just really, um, and also be willing to learn, being willing to learn all the time, especially from like your peers, not just your teachers, like even like watching Bella every night like in the show like that's it's I'm learning like you know what I mean um just being willing to learn from everywhere yeah you take stuff in while watching other people 100 percent yeah without even knowing because you're enjoying yourself too so yeah. you're like okay well but then you like like as an audience member too I feel like when I go see a show multiple times, I like mm -hmm. learn the show through watching. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, now I can perform it for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Like uh, being willing to like op be open enough to be inspired by the things that are around you. Like even if it's just someone like singing a song or whatever, it's, yeah. yeah. Yes. So you said you're you're a very, very like hard worker, serious worker. So I'm curious, are you that type of person who is like, you're the toughest person on yourself? I I will say yes, I, I am kind of a perfectionist, but you know, we're all working on that, yeah. especially as performers. Um, but yeah, I mean, your biggest competition is really yourself and- Oh my God, yes. Yeah, it really is, yeah. I feel like so many performers like doubt themselves and I'm like, no, y'all are so great. Yes. Doubting negative yourself. self-talk, negative self-talk is, is really powerful. Like- Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, stop doubting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are fabulous. It's the year of being confident. Yes. Yes. Confidence is key. Yeah, yeah. So uh, currently you're on the road with Beetlejuice. Yeah. So where you play the Girl Scout and understudy Lydia. Yes. So what was your audition process like for Beetlejuice? And I mean, what was your reaction when you got the role? And then yeah. you found out on top of that that you're understudying Lydia understudying <laughs> the show I'm sure you were like oh my god what is happening yeah yeah um so I got the tape from my agent um and what's funny is I I actually had like an obligation like with a different contract at the time that was leaving before Beetlejuice's rehearsals started I I can't say what it is but there was something else um, um and um, so yeah, I got the tape and my agent was like, well, you can see like what happens, like, and we can figure it out. Like when we get there, like if you get it or whatever. And I was like, okay. And honestly, I didn't always see myself as a Lydia, but I was like, I mean, if it comes with the package of like doing Girl Scout, cause that was the breakdown of it was like Lydia was like under sort understudy Lydia Girl Scout. Um, so I sang my little songs and did my tapes and <laughs> Uh, found my readers and then I sent it in and then I didn't hear anything back for like I think two weeks and 
they wanted to see me again, but I was in Houston and I was working and I was unable to take off work. Like it was so complicated. I could not fly out for that sec for that callback, the initial callback. And so they were willing to do it on zoom, which I was like, thank God. Um, (laughs) and so I did it on zoom. Um, and I don't even, I feel like I like blacked out during that because I was like so nervous (laughs) and my, imagine me like in my room with my backdrop and like pajama pants on, but like a nice top. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Literally. Um, and I did that and I thought it went pretty well. And so I was like, well, okay. But then, you know, there's always that thing in the back of your brain, because I think I was one of the only people that did my initial callback on Zoom. I think everyone else they had saw in person. So that's always a little bit scary to think about. Um, And then literally like, I think a week or so later, my agent called me and was like, hey, they saw everyone in person, but they want to see you in person. Like they're going to like fly you out and all that. And I was like, oh Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, so I flew me out and I went and did it um in front of Alex Timbers and Katie Davis um and yeah and the rest is history and I did the material and then um I think I found out literally like four days later that I had gotten it oh my gosh so like going out when like someone like with the name like people recognize the name Alex Timbers I think I know I know but someone with that name like flies you out what is going through your mind as a performer like this is literally so bad and I definitely do not do this anymore um but I do this thing where like if I go in for like a callback like a final callback and it's like pretty important I will do this thing or I will not look up the people that will be in the room because it freaks me out like I don't I like like Honestly, and it's so bad. I I I definitely don't do this anymore. Um, but I didn't look up who was gonna be in the room because I was like, I don't want to freak myself out. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like make myself even more nervous. Like, I just need to go in and do what I need to do. And like that's it. Like, there's because I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, like going in and like, you know, doing your thing is all you really can do. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, and it was nice because I was when I was outside, um, I know Sean McManus. I don't know if you're familiar with him. How do you impressions? Very TikTok famous. Oh Um, my gosh. He's uh, actually one of my good friends. We did um, an intensive together like a couple of years ago called the Link Program. Um, And so he like came out because they they had rehearsals like right before. um, And for like something, they were working on something with the ensemble. And he came out and he was like, oh my God, like Jakira. And like they gave each other a hug. And like that definitely like calmed me down and like soothed me. Um, but yeah, I did not look up the people that were going to be in the room. And then after I left, I looked up and I was like, oh my God, whoa, you're like, that's who that was. Okay. Literally, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, You're so of- chill and everyone's so kind and like supportive and nice in the room that it like, honestly, it, it would have been okay if I looked them up anyway, but you know, I mean, I think it kind of makes sense not to, too. I don't know <laughs> if like, I don't know what like the regular is. But I think I you like most normal people because... will do their research, which is the smart thing to do, I think. Um, but sometimes I just get nervous and like, I don't want to make myself more nervous than I need to be. So yeah. And you're like, well, I'm going to go in. It's an audition. And then yeah. is whoever is in there is in there and exactly. whatever happens. happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I'm as prepared as I can be. Yeah. 
so what is stepping into the rehearsal room like for a show that's getting ready to tour? Because like you're joining a cast at the same time as everyone else and you're yeah, getting ready um, to step on the road at the same time as everyone else. And you're in all the press releases that, like that when the tour is announced. So they're yeah. like, hey, here's the cast. And you're reading yeah. your name like on the list. Of that was crazy. I think that was when I actually realized how big the fan base was, was whenever they released like the initial, you know, little picture with like the headshots and like everyone looking all nice. And I was like, whoa. And I was also like literally crabbing my pants because I'd been holding in this information for so long and it was finally out. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like seeing all the reactions and like all the support on social media was like literally amazing. Um, And also super cool, like, having a completely clean slate like I remember the first day getting in and they were showing us like all of the set designs and all of that um jazz and like it did alter from Broadway um and like even like little things in the show like blocking wise and like set wise and design wise things did change from Broadway and even lyrics wise um I know and I want to say ready set song um I think a couple of the lyrics or wait no Friday their lives that's what the song is called Friday their lives the lyrics changed for the tour versus Broadway oh hey (laughs) yeah special tidbit for people seeing it on tour because like yeah they'll be like oh we get the lyric change yeah the fans definitely noticed but um I think it was a pretty cool change and then um yeah yeah it was just super cool to have like a clean slate and like being able to start something from the ground up and also just like seeing that like this is a different version of Beetlejuice like every cast is it's a different version it's a different vibe it's a different family vibe I would say but it's super cool to see like how it's different and each company is unique in that way yes so 100 so how much because Beetlejuice has such a cool set I yeah. actually haven't seen the show yet so Los Angeles will be my first time to see it oh my god that's so cool but um so but I've seen pictures of the set so mm-hmm. how much of the set building did you get to see did you all as a cast get to see along the way like before stepping mm-hmm. in I feel like we didn't really get to see like any of the building per se. We got to see like the transformation of it all. Like in rehearsal, we had some props, some things, but like most of it was just like a gray, like framed wood door or like, you know, like a door frame or like a staircase or like a table rolling on. Um, But when we did tech week, that's whenever we were like, that's what the set piece is going to be like. And that's what I've been envisioning in my head this entire time. Um, so that was really, really cool. So we didn't necessarily get to see them like building it, but like suddenly there was like a snake on the stage. And oh, we were like, like, oh wow, so that's what we've been imagining this entire time. Um, so that yeah. was really cool. <laughs> I feel like the set design for the show is like kind of like when you go into theater, you're like expecting all like glitzy and glamoury, glamoury, mm-hmm. which like some shows nowadays are like very sim- simple. Set wise, like into the woods was was very simple set wise. Mm -hmm. So it's cool seeing those like huge sets. No, yeah, Beetlejuice is massive. Like it really feels like you're in a house. Like it, like it's it's and the way that it's shaped, it's very like 
Tim Burton-esque, like the way that like the lines are like a little bit off and like, it looks super cool. Yeah. You feel like you're inside like Tim Burton's head. Yes, 100%. Which is what people want when they walk in to see that show. It's super duper cool. I know that's what my friend who doesn't see musicals is gonna be most excited about when oh, she really? you to see Beetlejuice. Cause she's like, we're getting tickets to that. And I'm like, you don't want musicals. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm going to it with you. <laughs> because of Tim Burton. Yeah. 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 It's pretty and, iconic. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's like a Halloween person. So she's very mm, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. So how do you prepare to go out on tour? Because it's your first tour experience. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or did you get like any advice from anyone on like what to pack? Yeah, I, I have friends on like different tours and stuff. And so I asked them for advice. Um, but honestly, it's a lot of like trial and error, like just seeing like what my needs are and what are like the little things that like I wish I'd had. Um, I would say my number one favorite thing that I've bought for tour is my little portable fan. Um, cause I have to have a fan next to me and you don't even realize like it's the little things that you have in your home. That's sure. like part of your routine or something like that. That you're like, wait, I need this actually. <laughs> and so I literally have a fan that oscillates like in my suitcase every week, which is funny. Um, and my second most prized possession is probably my Snuggie hoodie. <laughs> um, if you've ever seen one, they're like literally just like a blanket. That's a hoodie. It's the most amazing thing I've ever had in my life. Um, I take naps in it between shows. I wear it around the theater sometimes. Like it is literally amazing. It's the best thing I have bought on tour. You know, I need one of those for like movie theaters. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. 100%. Instead of like bringing like a random blanket from the house to a movie literally. theater, it comes there with you. You could just put a blanket on you. Literally. Awesome. It's so nice. I should have brought that the other day. I went and saw um, The Little Mermaid. Yes amazing and I was kind of cold in the theater so I'm always cold in movie theaters but yeah I know so good that's a whole other conversation (laughs) so good so what has been your favorite city to travel to so far on the tour you mentioned you got to experience the cold which you don't get in the south (laughs) unless we have like random ice storms which (laughs) um let me think honestly I would say any of the Carolinas like South Carolina North Carolina I've been thoroughly enjoyed myself um we went to Greenville and that little city is like it's it's like paradise like I think a bunch of like retire there and stuff but it's gorgeous like it's actually beautiful like you walk around there's like this thing called like the sky bridge and there's like a waterfall with like rocks and people are always walking their dogs there's like live music outside there's tons of like things to shop at there's like a bunch of barbecue we like all went out line dancing one night there like it was so fun um that was probably my best experience and we had just came from I think we literally came from like Buffalo New York or something like that like we came from like the the oldest places ever and then we were suddenly in like North Carolina we were like whoa sun's out yeah like it's hot like I can wear nature today yeah yeah because I feel like there's a lot of like nature like pretty nature to Mm -hmm. look at it's gorgeous yeah it's really cool and you're on the coast too kind of or near Mm -hmm. the coast yeah 
So highly recommend if you're ever going to go to one of the Carolinas, go to Greenville. List. It's so beautiful. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> I still haven't been. My my great aunt li- lives in uh, North Carolina, and I'm like, I'm. Does Carolina. she live in? Uh, we also went to Charlotte, which I really enjoyed as well. I think she lives near Charlotte, but she lives okay. like in a like secluded, more secluded little area. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> she she loves it though. Yeah, it's so beautiful. The weather's yes. Oh my gosh, I want to go. Yeah. So not during hurricane season, but <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> not hurricane season. So I'm curious, because as I mentioned, I interviewed Dana during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So how stepping in to the rehearsal room, do you make your track in Beetlejuice your own? Because like, it's such, it's a show that people are now very familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's fun to create like a different side yeah. of this role and track and character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like that was probably the most like tricky part, especially because Girl Scout is such an iconic character now. I mean, she opens act two. People are like really excited to see her. Um, and Dana is wonderful and does such an incredible job and really makes it her own. And she's so funny. Um, (laughs) um, that I was like, yeah, like just focusing on making it my own and like honestly, this is really funny. I was a Girl Scout from like the age of like four to like 18 my mom was my Girl Scout troop leader like it was a thing (laughs) yeah so channeling some of that energy um but yeah just really making it your own and also just like the creative team is like super supportive of like little things that you wanted to add or like um take away or whatever um like being open to like discussing like your creativity with the role and your choices which was really cool Yes, yes. Do you all get like a lot of Girl Scouts coming to see this show? Oh my gosh. Like real Girl Scouts? Yeah, yeah. Um, I took a picture, I think it was in Columbus. They brought me a box of Girl Scout cookies. I was- Unfortunately, I could not eat them because I'm gluten-free. I'm allergic to oh, no. I know. So I gave them away to someone in the theater and they were really thrilled, but it was super cool. I took a picture with them and everything and I was like, oh my God, like that is so, that's incredible. Like. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, I was like, I bet Girl Scout, like cookie selling time is a huge thing. Oh, 100%. I'm like, literally give us a brand deal. Like send me some Thin Mints. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Girl Scout cookie or is your favorite? Was your favorite growing up? Hmm. Honestly, I would say peanut butter patties or which was like more of like a Reese's type of cookie, like his peanut butter chocolate. And then I like, I love thin mints because I like yes. to put them in the freezer. Yes. They're so good. Much. They're so good. Like, and then also caramel delights are like pretty good oh. on there. Those are also really good. Cause they're like gooey. It's yeah. Really yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many like new ones now too. Like the s'mores and stuff. I know. Yeah. I love s'mores. Why don't we have those when I was a Girl Scout? (laughs) I know. I like the lemonades too. Those are pretty good. Oh, I haven't tried. Haven't tried those. Those are noted for next year. Yeah. So, what was your Lydia debut like in Beetlejuice? Because I know that people. I mean, as we've mentioned, there's a fan base surrounding this show. Yeah. So people are like keeping up 
with all these debuts on social media. Yeah, yeah. That's the most exciting part is that our fans are like actually super excited for understudies to be going on. Um, And like super excited to like catch it and be there like at the stage where they're like, when are we going to see? I'm like, girl, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Like when I I get the call that I'm going on. Um, But uh, yeah, my Lydia debut, I found out like two hours before like a oh, I think it was like a 2 p.m show two or three hours before um and we just done like my second put in that week so I was like I felt pretty prepared um but yeah it was in I think yeah Detroit it was in Detroit um I was so nervous but honestly I at that point I was like I'm ready like if they call me in like I'm ready to go on like I'm ready I feel prepared um and it was honestly incredible. Like afterwards, I was like sobbing. I was hugging everyone. Like me and Brittany had a moment. It was, it was so cool. And then like the love and support that I got on social media was insane. Like getting DMs from like little black girls being like, oh my gosh, like I see myself in you. Like this is really yes. cool. Like this, this was my dream. Like, like oh my gosh, congratulations. Now they're like, okay, it's possible. Like I can audition for this role. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so it was really cool. And like, honestly, I just felt so grateful and yeah, it was just, it was so like surreal. Like it was just so cool. Like the amount of support that I got was in, it was unreal, like actually unreal. It was really cool. Yeah. And the representation is so cool. I can't imagine like how people in the audience, like their parents taking their little kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, like can, um, see, yeah. can see themselves on stage and can see a special debut mm-hmm. and like yeah. representation that should be happening more and more. Yeah. And it's really in the little details, like how they make my Lydia wig close to the texture of my own hair. Like it's, it's the little things like that, that it's like, you never think about it until it's happening and you're like wow this makes me feel really secure and accepted in who I am and makes me feel really seen um and makes me feel really unique to be able to represent this in this way and like it's just so cool yeah 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 it's probably like one of my biggest accomplishments like like I was shook really I mean it definitely it is an accomplishment it's a huge it's huge yeah yeah very huge it's gonna like go down and it's gonna be iconic forever so (laughs) own it so how does your Lydia differ from uh, um from other versions of Lydia yeah um I feel like every Lydia I mean is a little bit different just because it's like you know a different actor but I feel like you bring out the quirkiness of like (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 um I feel like I'm when I'm playing her I'm always trying to fight like my own positivity in life in general because I'm generally like a pretty bright person so like playing her I'm like wait I have to be like dark and angsty hold up um (laughs) um switch switch (laughs) literally um but yeah, I don't know. I guess I would just say like, just focusing on like being myself and what, how I would play the role versus seeing someone do it every night and rock it out. But like, also I'm a different individual from that person. Um, I mean, obviously we all have like the same blocking and stuff too. So there's some things that are always going to be a little bit similar, um, amongst us all. Um, but just really focusing on like 
what your own journey would be like as Lydia. I feel yeah. like it makes it really individual. Like if like step into those shoes and be exactly. like, what would I do? And in her situation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like everyone's energy is just always going to be different. Like when you're in a different role um, or like someone stepping into like a different role, the energy that you bring literally shifts what everyone else does around you too, which is super cool and super exciting for people that do the same role every night. So um, it's a really big like energy thing, I feel like too. Yeah. That's why live theater is so cool. Cause I feel like it's never the same. Never the because- same it's, it's going to be like, if a swing is on, who's Mm -hmm. not normally on, then the show's going to be completely different. The mood's going to be different. Something's going to be different about the show Yeah, or like different audiences. Mm -hmm. And it keeps people on their toes too. I mean, you're making different choices that like the person that does the role every night wouldn't typically make, which is really cool too. Yes. So we mentioned singing through a mask during the pandemic. How did how has that helped you with stamina performing eight times a week? And how do you work on stamina performing eight times a week in a show? Because yes, yes, that's a, it's a crazy <laughs> schedule that you all have. It is an insane schedule. Like actually, um, I mean, I think the week of Christmas, we had nine shows in San Francisco. Like it was actually insane. You're like, Merry um, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, um, stamina wise, I feel like just taking care of your body, which is something that took me like a couple months to actually adjust to and get into, like finding your own routine, even though we're going to different cities every single week, like finding like what is constant for you and your daily life and what helps you like mentally, physically. Um, I go to the gym every day. I try to at least. Um, and I try to get a workout in, especially because like my normal track, Girl Scout track is like not necessarily like physically super hard um so I'm having to push myself outside of the show so that whenever I do go on for Lydia I have the stamina to get through the show um because I mean adrenaline can only help you so much but like being actually physically ready and feeling like if I did Lydia I wouldn't like flop down and die afterwards um (laughs) uh, it's always great Um, so yeah, just really taking care of your body, eating the right foods. I know, which can be really hard on the road, especially for me, because I'm gluten-free. So I'm always like, what do I eat? I eat a lot of poke bowls, a lot of chipotle. I eat a lot of rice, basically eat a lot of rice and meat, um, and French fries. Uh, (laughs) I love a French fry. Um, but yeah, just really taking care of your body, warming up your body vocally and physically. Um, I know sometimes when I'm bored during the shows, I'll like, and I have a break, I'll go and get weights from our, uh, PT box, physical therapy box. And I'll like, just be like using weights and like be doing different things just to warm up my body. Um, instead of sitting around on my phone and scrolling on TikTok as I do. Um, I mean, (laughs) before you know it, it's been like four hours and you're like, literally, (laughs) literally. (laughs) um but yeah just really taking care of yourself I mean eight shows a week honestly it gets easier but at the end of the week you're always going to be tired just because like we're humans and like that's just how it is and like we need sleep and etc full-time job Um, but yeah 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 it's a it's a full-time job and you're traveling too on top of that so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's crazy I think our craziest stretch was probably like I think for 10 weeks straight we were switching cities every single week oh so we've one weekers which was a lot but lately we've been having like two weekers you know one here two there which is a little bit better but 
yeah, just really taking care of your body and listening to your body too. Like if you're tired and you know, you can't make it through a show, you're feeling kind of off. Like sometimes you got to call out and that's okay. And we have incredible swings and understudies that will take care of it without any stress. Um, and that's their job. So, I mean, like just knowing that people have you covered if you're unable to make it, um, or just not having a good day or whatever. Yeah. I always think about what the tour schedules, I always think about the weather changes and I'm like, I can mm, imagine oh my, my body God. adjusting to that. Yes. Allergies are actually so crazy. Like I have never been on the East coast in this time of year. So my allergies, like I'm getting new symptoms where I'm like, Whoa, why are my ears stuffy? Like, why can't I hear out of this ear? Which is so crazy. Right. Because yeah. I mean, when the weather changes, your body's like, what the heck is happening? Literally. Yes. Well, where are we now? the east coast to like the south like it's it's kind of insane and you really have to be taking like your vitamins drinking plenty of water I literally have like my giant water jug here (laughs) (laughs) literally so big oh my god Um, drinking so much water um just really taking care of yourself honestly yes I'm important Mm, and it's important to lose sight of that (laughs) yeah and liquid IV liquid IV is the key if you've never tried it yes so yeah. if you could play any other Beetlejuice character, who would you choose to play and why? Um, hmm. Honestly, I would say besides Girl Scout or Lydia, probably Barbara, just because I Ooh. feel like she's more close to like my essence of uh, as a human. Um, but also her songs are really fun. And like, sometimes they get to be like silly, like they get to be like ghosts, which is like funny. Um, and she wears really comfortable shoes during the show. She's wearing these like white sneakers that look so comfortable. Um, so yeah, I would say that's very fun. The shoe, the shoes, comfortable shoes, always important. Always important. My Girl Scout shoes are so comfortable. They're literally like orthopedic, like, oh my God. <laughs> flats it's so funny you're like um, we'll never yeah. take these off thank you <laughs> literally they're so comfortable um very comfortable shoes are important I agree yes so how would you convince people to come see Beetlejuice on tour especially I mean you all are coming to Los Angeles soon yeah. I know it's gonna get a huge following throughout Los Angeles while you all are there <laughs> yeah yeah so how, why should people come see it on tour um I would say come for a laugh and maybe a cry and that's pretty much it and honestly come to have your heartstrings pull that a little bit you know um but I feel like it's if you just go in with the mindset of like I'm just watching what's happening on stage like you're gonna laugh like you're gonna cry it's 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 really fun it's a really fun show to watch too like there's always something going on there's never any boring moments um, so yeah, that's what yeah. I And you're going to walk in and be like, whoa, the set. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Every picture I see, I'm still, still like, whoa, that's so cool. Yeah. I don't know how they built that, but good for them. <laughs> Literally. And like the effects and like, there's super cool things like the lighting, like the sound effects, like it's all so cool. Like it really feels like you're watching a movie on stage. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's, I mean, you got me with that. <laughs> me. So what, before I move on and like kind of wrap up. So mm-hmm. what is something about working as an understudy that your audiences might not know? Um, 
I would say the work that goes into it, like always having to be prepared at a moment's notice, whether you've done the role like a month ago or a week ago, like you still have to keep it really fresh, which can be challenging. Um, and how much rehearsal we have, which we, we still do have. Um, yeah. so yeah, like how, how much hard work understudies and swings really put into doing that. And also just like how funny it is to like be in a different role every night. I mean, be in a different role, like one night versus like the other nights that you're like maybe on stage or maybe off stage. And like, it's just, it's just really, it's funny. It's a weird thing like getting to interact with people that you typically wouldn't interact with if you were in your other role every night um especially for me like in Girl Scout like I don't really interact with a lot of people unless I'm like in the ensemble numbers and so getting to do like Lydia I'm like wait why are we like this is really funny like, getting to interact and be like silly with like people I typically wouldn't be able to on stage which is really cool yes oh my gosh that's so fun it's like a little constant, like you're on your toes constantly. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just funny to be like, Hey friend, like to your friends that you like typically don't really get to like act with or interact with on stage. It's like really funny and cool. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the rehearsal too. Cause I feel like a common like misconception mm -hmm. is that like you all get off stage and then you all can like go explore the city. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you all have like rehearsal schedules. Yeah, swings and understudies definitely have rehearsals. Um, <laughs> and people like we're doing put-ins and like when somebody leaves a show and we replace them or something like that, um, we have to like rehearse those people. So it's a constant cycle of like refreshing everything too, which is really important. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So do you have a dream role that you would want to play on stage one day or like multiple dream roles. Let's manifest. <laughs> yes, yes, manifesting. Okay. Um, of course, you know, T Moon is my. I'd like to get paid for it. I know, and <laughs> in college, I I did it for free, which is fine. It was educational theater. Um, I would love to play Juliet and Anne Juliet. I think that show is so fun. Yes. Um, I could see it. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think that is it at the moment I'm trying to think of anything else I think that's all at the moment yeah I could picture you as like I don't know I could picture you as like an Anna in Frozen <gasps> oh my god yes why didn't I think of that yes. I'm such a Frozen fan I would fan. love to play Anna in Frozen actually so badly I saw it literally twice whenever we were in uh San Fran because they they were there at the same time of as us and I have a couple friends in that tour um so it was really cool it was so good oh my god it's so it's so good speaking yeah. of like a magical like spectacle of Rochelle mm -hmm. beautiful yes. yeah yeah beautiful. I was like just your energy gives off on <laughs> yeah I definitely consider myself more of an Anna than an Elsa for sure yes <laughs> I mean I consider yeah I'm definitely more of an Anna than an Elsa but like Elsa, I can see that like, for you no, too the musical numbers oh yeah so, so, cool. so, so pretty, good. so gorgeous. Who inspires you in the theater world as a performer? Hmm. Let's see. I think that this is probably not someone that you would think is like a Broadway performer, but I think she's super cool because she literally has done like all mediums across the board and like can do it all. Kiki Palmer is like a really big inspiration to me. Like 
she's done Cinderella on Broadway. She does TV. She does film. She's hilarious. Also. Um, she's authentically herself all the time, which I appreciate. And I just think she's super cool and like super down to earth. And I would love to meet her. Um, also Renee Goldsberry. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, sometimes people tell me that we look alike, but I think it's just the eyes, maybe. <laughs> I can, um, I, can but, I do see, I do see it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, but anything that she does, I want to do, so. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, Kiki yeah. Palmer, yes. Because yes. every time I watch Jump In still. Literally. Probably that movie. She's so good at everything she does. Like, she's just amazing. I still haven't seen Nope. But like, I heard she's really good I, at that. Like I've seen like bootlegs of her and Cinderella on Broadway. Like she's also like Joyful Noise with uh, Jeremy Jordan. Like it's yes. so good. Oh my gosh. She literally, yeah, she literally does everything. She does everything, which yeah, is super so cool. True. That's something that I want to do too. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good person. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you work on self-confidence in this industry? Because like auditioning, and that's a lot of like I feel like a norm like it's kind of like a job interview but yeah. like you're still being told like no and mm-hmm. stuff and you have to get used to that word yeah. which is kind of it it's tough it is <laughs> tough um, on your on like mentally 100% I feel like having the mindset of like rejection is a part of the process. is like a really big thing. Like there hasn't been one performer that has never been rejected, like period. Like everyone has gone through it. Everyone goes through it. It's just a part of the, the industry and it's just a part of being a performer. And so you really can't let that um, bring you down. Um, I'm a really big person on like timing. So like if something that I really, really wanted doesn't work out, um like maybe the timing wasn't right and sometimes there are factors that are literally out of your control like costuming how like what other people have already been casted in the project like things like that like maybe someone was starving and wasn't listening to your self-tape like you know like it's it's stuff like that like you never know like there's so many factors um and when something is meant for you um it really is and it won't pass you by and so you really have to I feel like instead of dwelling on the rejections or maybe something that you really wanted that didn't work out, looking forward is always my thing. Um, Like when I don't get something that I really, really want, I'm like, okay, well, I'll get another self-tape that I'll be really excited about in like two weeks. So it'll be fine. Like (laughs) I'll, yeah, like, like just knowing. And then like, just thinking about like the last rejection that you really, really wanted and you got through, like you can really get through anything. And um not trying to take everything so personally, I feel like, like taking rejection personally really can take a toll on your self-esteem mm-hmm. and your self-confidence. Like I think, wow. about, well, I did this wrong and that's why I didn't get this. But like, sometimes it really has nothing to do with you. And most of the time, I feel like it, it literally, really to do <laughs> I totally agree. Most of the time, it truly has nothing to do with you. Um, and just taking it as that, like, yeah, not dwelling too hard on everything. Um, yeah. And just having a great support system, people that you can talk to, especially having friends in the industry is super helpful because you guys can relate in some ways. Also having friends that are not in the industry is really helpful because they can bring you back down to earth being like, girl, you're going to be fine. Like you're going to be good. Don't worry. Um, so yeah, like having a great support system, um, and having like an outlet, like I know sometimes I'll journal about things or things like that. Like those are really healthy ways of 
dealing with those types of things. But I feel like the main thing that gets me through is honestly my best friends. So. Oh, shout out to them. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Love yeah, that. For sure. So uh, where can people follow you on social media to keep up with what you're doing? Yes. The tour to keep up with Lydia dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, it's at J Jakira has two J's in the front. I don't know why I did that, but it's confusing sometimes. <laughs> and then I'm also on TikTok um, at Jakira. I make a lot of silly videos and sometimes it is kind of embarrassing um when people at the stage were like oh my god I saw your TikTok and I'm like yeah that <laughs> and I like, love wow. looking too. like it's actually the most entertaining thing like especially and those cold winter months is when I really started to make the TikToks and I was like this is really fun and this is really entertaining um and it's a great way to reach out to people um a great way as an outlet creative outlet when you're not feeling creatively fulfilled like it's it's really fun and also I can scroll on that little app for hours yes 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 without realizing you're doing it literally without realizing yeah yeah Yeah. it's addictive yeah (laughs) and and I feel like the Beetlejuice fan base is definitely incredible yeah I posted my my Lydia debut on there and it went viral and it was like oh my gosh um I I I love TikTok all the little like all the like Beetlejuice uh all the Beetlejuice uh fan accounts on TikTok being like no sometimes I get tagged in them and I'm like wait what's going on like oh my gosh yeah it's wow Hey, it's not only the Beetle, the official Beetlejuice account, it's many Beetlejuice accounts. Yeah. With news for from the tour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then like sometimes I'll like send a TikTok to like Bella or like Nevada and be like, okay, when do you want to make this? Please learn this so we can make it during intermission or something like that. Like it's so fun. Have people like made requests and stuff on uh, for or suggestions for like TikTok videos? Um, not really. I know sometimes people will ask me questions like, how did I get into theater? Or like, I know, um, I think some black girl asked me like, cause I usually have protective styles and braids, which typically is not the norm for having underneath a wig. So like, I've gotten questions on like, how do you do that? Like, how do you fit it all under your wig? And like, what do you do to your hair? And like stuff like that, which is really cool too, to be yeah. talking about. Cause I feel like that's not talked about enough either. Um, but yeah, I, I normally will get like little questions and stuff. Oh. Somebody asked me the other day, they were like, how do you drink a Red Bull and sing? Like, does it affect your voice? <laughs> As I was like drinking a Red Bull, like in my TikTok, so funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to get through just the like, day. Just like random questions that like you would never think of. Literally, yeah, yeah. Really or you would never think people are curious about. Exactly, literally. Which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So do you have anything else that you'd like to promote or you just want to tell people to come see Beetlejuice on tour? Yeah, uh, come see Beetlejuice. Uh, follow me on my socials to keep up with what I'm posting. I'm always posting like a bunch of recipes, gluten-free restaurants oh. that I'm trying, my friends and like all the food that I'm eating. Um, <laughs> Very important. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, follow me on there. Um, but yeah, it was really great chatting with you. Yes. And I'll put all the links and stuff to like your social down yeah. in the description. Perfect. And my dog is like shaking <laughs> down Aww. here. That's my dog um, in her collar. And I'll put the link to buy um, Beetlejuice tickets too yeah. for a tour in the description. 
It's been nice chatting with you too. Nice chatting with you too. Thanks for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!